All right. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Board Games FM, powered by Theology of Games. This is AJ Skifstad, and yes, you are going to hear about Thunderstone again for the hundredth time. Thunderstone Quest. Um, I finally got it to the table. I, I it got shipped to me on Tuesday, and um, I it was awesome just opening that up and looking at all the components and pieces and parts and and the cards and sleeving the cards. I just had a blast doing that. You guys know what it's like to get a new game. It's like Christmas. And uh, that's exactly what it was like when I got Thunderstone Quest. So I sat down that night um, and I I played through a couple hands just solo. Uh, Not that there's actually a solo variant yet. There will be. But um, I kind of played through a couple hands solo and I thought, um, I, I hope this game is good because right now I, I don't know. It just feels like, just feels like it might just be another deck builder. I, I don't know. And so I was really hoping. I thought it's gotta be. It's gotta be. It's gotta be. And um, I finally got a chance to get some guys over last night, uh, and we didn't get the game even set up until probably about 10:30. And rules learned by 11. The game was not finished till about 12.45, 12.50. I mean, we were, it was late. But we did not have any idea how late it was. We were having so much fun playing the game. It was, it met every expectation that I had. And I think the same for these guys too, every expectation they had. It was, it felt so good. The cards in my hand, this is the biggest thing for me in this game. The thing that I took away from this game saying, this is what I liked about it so much. It felt like a customizable card game. It felt like when I bought a card, I really needed to read the text. I really needed to immerse myself with the text of the card because the text was going to do something good. It was going to be very specific for a very specific place or a very specific time. And I absolutely loved that. I didn't feel like the text was arbitrary. It wasn't, here's a number and you can attack somebody with this number. Here is a gold value and you can buy something for that gold value. No, it was so much more. You could attach weapons to your heroes. You could attach items to your heroes. You had uh, villains that had, um, they had uh, defense against magic, so you couldn't use your magic weapons against them. Or you could, but 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 they were it was going to be reduced. And and then there were hero or there were villains with um, with armor, and you couldn't use your regular melee weapons against them. You could, but it was going to be reduced. It was oh, I loved it. It was so much. It was so much fun. You couldn't just buy new heroes and add them into your deck. It, you couldn't. You had to upgrade your heroes. You had to level them up. Heroes started at level zero, and then you level them up using thunderstones that you gain in battle. Ah. I loved it. It was so much fun. It was just, it was so much fun. I, I can't say it enough. Um, this is not, this is just a first impressions. Um, I'd love to do a full scale review on this game because, oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. I can't wait to get it to the table. Get it. It's, it's going to be in retail stores soon. Pick it up. It's, it's good. It is really, really good. Uh, Thunderstone Quest. That's my first impressions on it. I can't say enough. Check you later. Hey everyone, Jeremiah here with Board Games FM. Wanted to get things going today. I know AJ's talking about Thunderstone, which is the opposite of what I want to talk about. I'm going to talk about games you can travel with. My family and I are heading to Disney, and it's going to be an awesome week. We're doing uh, the whole road trip thing, so 
wanted to talk about games that are easy to pack, easy to play in small spaces, in a hotel room, on a coffee table, or an end table, or something like that. So what are your thoughts on games like that? Obviously, Thunderstone and its 17-pound box do not fall into this category, but uh, wanted to get some ideas there. I don't like single deck games are usually good for this. Uh, I got to play Mana Surge. I'm going to do a first impression segment on that one soon. <clears throat> Excuse me. And so we'll be talking about a few other things like that as the day goes on. But wanted to get this conversation going. Call in, give you me your recommendations. I'm thinking some flux decks. Um, some things like that. Games that are, like I said, single deck. Everybody's playing out of the same deck. Are much easier. There's a smaller footprint. A lot of the green couch games fall into this category. Best Treehouse Ever. Jurassic Attack is good for the boys. They love that two-player action on that one. And uh, Rocky Road a la Mode. Although I don't have a production copy. I think I've got the prototype somewhere. I'm uh, just going to leave that one out there, Jason Katarski. And uh, I think that's all I'm going to go with for right now, but I'd love to hear thoughts and ideas from you. So use that call-in feature here on the Anchor app, and we will talk to you soon. Hey everyone, Jeremiah here on the newly revamped Anchor app with Board Games FM, checking things out here, but... While I'm at it, I wanted to give you some first impression thoughts on the game Perlock Holmes. So I got this game last year at Origins, and uh, I want to thank Ross from IDW Games for handing it to me. This game is actually, on the surface, I'll just say the theme is a little silly. It's a cat version of Sherlock Holmes. And you're trying to catch Furriardi. <laughs> so you can see where I'm going with this. The theme, uh, first impression is, theme's a little bit silly. But truthfully, there's a fun little game here. Uh, the game is, is deduction. Everybody has a card that they put in a stand that faces away from them. So they don't know what it is. It could be one of five characters and which also has an hour on it, which is, you know, 1 through 12. And you'll have cards in your hand that you will try to, you'll play them down, and players will say you have a lead or it's a dead end, and that will then determine what you do with your turn. You can either try to guess the hour or the character or both that you have, which will allow you to collect a little point token. So there's this track of tokens that are little paw prints. Some of them are face up, some are face down. So some you know how many points they're worth, others you don't. But along that track, somewhere in the middle, is the Furriardi token. Players are sort of working together here because you're trying to get enough tokens to catch up to Furriardi and then capture that token that he is. And every time the the players all take a turn, you go through a round, he moves another token towards the end. If he moves all the way to the end, he escapes and the game's over. You guys lost. You're terrible. Uh, <clears throat> and then... 
But if you catch him, whoever has the most tokens wins the game sort of as the best player that uh, was a part of the, the game. So, like I said, the theme's kind of silly. It's it's a very light deduction game, but there you can't just walk your way through it. I played with my boys. We lost. We, we weren't able to deduce enough to catch up to him. And so... It was a great introduction into these kind of deductive games. Really, I enjoyed that about it because it's a fun little theme. The kids are are fine with it. There's nothing threatening about it. Uh, There's no danger or intrigue or whatever. But I just found it very fun, very interesting. And like I said, it, it definitely gives you that deductive experience with a cool theme that you can play with your kids. Now, I don't know. I would say most gamers are probably, excuse me, are probably going to find something a little more mature or a little more involved. So I don't know that this is necessarily a gamer's game. It's definitely a great game for families. It's a great game for kids. Uh, It definitely teaches them deductive reasoning and how to critically think and how to sort of go through a process of elimination. Uh, But it's, like I said, maybe not so much a gamer's game. I really enjoyed it, though, and I I recommend it if you want to pull a game out for, you know, family time, for gatherings on holidays, things like that. This one is definitely... Uh, a step up from Monopoly or Candyland or something like that. So there it is. That's my first quick impressions of Perlock Home, Furriardi's Trail from IDW. I want to thank them again for handing me that copy. And if you want to check it out, you can always look them up online. And I'll be doing some more content on this over on theologyofgames.com. So look for that soon. And let me know what you think. Go ahead and leave us a voice message. They're not call-ins anymore. Have you played this one? Uh, Anchor has changed it to voice messages. You can leave us a message on the Anchor app and let me know. Have you played this? Do you agree with me? Do you think it's cool for families? Has your gamer group played this and maybe they have embraced it and they enjoy it? Let me know. Sound off here on Anchor. We'll talk to you soon.